You're listening to First Draft on CL Radio, all about the art of brewing in Atlanta. Welcome to First Draft. I'm your host, Joe Melanson. Downtown Norcross's first craft brewery got its start thanks to Atlanta's crappy traffic. Co-owners Mike Green and Kevin Keyes used to call each other while sitting in traffic and talk about how they really wanted a beer. They started a home brew club in 2015, and once the Georgia beer laws changed in 2017, they decided to start taking their hobby more seriously and got together with Scott Norwood, who had been an award-winning home brewer since the mid-90s. They officially opened Social Fox Brewing one year ago, right at the start of the pandemic. Scott Norwood, thanks for being on First Draft. You're welcome. Thanks for having us on. Uh, tell me, Scott, how did you first sort of discover the world of craft beer, you know, beyond the typical grocery store beers that were available when you were younger? So my story, I guess, is a little bit different because I was living in Europe for a few years and ah. I traveled all over and really got into the various styles of beer over there. It was mm-hmm. just fascinating and delicious. And then when I came back to the States, <laughs> that wasn't available. Yeah. So it was way before the craft beer boom. So uh, I uh, found a homebrew shop and started making some of these beer styles on my own. And that just kind of led me into uh, just really studying brewing and then wanting to open up a place of our own. When when was the moment when you, you sort of thought to yourself, maybe I should turn this hobby of mine into some kind of business? Oh, the, the first batch of beer I ever made. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so, yeah, but there was some time between then and the actual reality. Yeah, there was a, it was a long time. It was several years before uh, we actually we, uh, made the plan happen. That goes back to 19, like 1992 and mm-hmm. then uh, arrived in Georgia in 2006. And uh, between then and now, yeah, I've had uh, several business plans. A, a few obviously didn't happen. And finally, you know, we, I teamed up with the other owners of Social Fox and we made it happen. How did you guys sort of, or how did you hook up with them? How did, how did you, I, I, I guess what I'm asking is, what was that conversation like when you all just sort of sat down and said, you know what, let's do this? I think by the time I'd met uh, Mike and Kevin, all of us had already made that decision, but we didn't know we were going to do it together at the time. Uh-huh. So I, I ran into them at a, uh, a beer tasting, and we just got to talking. You know, we knew each other uh, planned to uh, open up a brewery, and uh, we compared our plans and started talking and figured out that we're, our plans were almost identical. Hmm. So why not just team up and get it done quicker? Right. And and you all had, had a lot of experience with homebrewing and, and participated in various homebrewing competitions to sort of get the word out about your idea, which was, it was, wasn't called Social Fox at the time, it was called something else. W- what did you take away from, from those experiences in those competitions? Well, back at the time, they were called 400 North Brewing, and that was, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Kevin had formed that before I met them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've done those competitions, we did some tastings and things like that, and took a lot of notes and listened to a lot of people's opinions, and we thought that maybe the beers that we were brewing were on point, on style, and the type of beers that people would would buy when they came to our brewery. How did you guys choose your location in Norcross, downtown Norcross? Well, honestly, we hadn't considered Norcross at first. We were looking more up in Gwinnett County, North mm-hmm. Gwinnett County, and uh, South Forsyth, and there's some areas up there around Cumming and uh, Sugar Hill, and uh, con- uh, just a chance meeting during another beer tasting with some one of the officials from Norcross led us to uh, a meeting with the city and they uh, you know, showed us uh, showed us their future plan and what they'd like to do with the downtown. Mm-hmm. And they also showed us some buildings that were available. And um, we looked at those buildings, and we thought that the building we're in now it was just our, the best fit, and that would be the perfect place to open our brewery. And nice, I'm sure, to have something sort of already there. You don't have to build from scratch. Yeah, it was interesting. It was basically just a big, empty uh, cinder block building, which mm-hmm. is, is perfect with, yeah. a, with an industrial floor. 
So uh, the downside to that was it didn't have any electricity or plumbing. Oh, wow. So we had to end up installing all that. I mean, if we, you come to the brewery, you look around inside, we, we installed everything that's in there. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty intensive build out. Another issue with the building was uh, the mural was already on the building before we looked at it. Mm-hmm. So the city had put that mural on there as part of a, a downtown arts district and beautification project. And part of our uh, agreement when we moved into the building was that we weren't allowed to change the outside, really. Oh. So that's where the Social Fox name come from. Uh, that's actually uh, Mike's wife actually came up with that name, and we thought that would be pretty good, and it stuck. And uh, so far, it's worked out pretty well. Nice. Now, it sounds like uh, from what you, the way you, you describe it, that this these officials from Norcross came to a beer festival sort of looking for an opportunity to put a brewery into the area. Is that true? I'm not sure. I know they were looking to... Uh, uh, bring some businesses downtown into the downtown area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they specifically had a brewery in mind at the time, but uh, you know, we let them know, yeah, we're looking for a place to put a brewery, and their response was, well, I think maybe we might have a place for you. So that's how that all came to be. Now, you mentioned the mural on the outside. One of my favorite artists, Lauren Pilata, was the one who did that mural and that inspired your name, and you said that, that someone's wife was the one who came up with Social Fox. Where did the social part come from? Well, the social part comes from what the, you know, kind of what we want to uh, uh, do with our brewery. We want it to be a place for locals to gather. We want to have our regular customers. We want people to come by to feel uh, like it's a place to gather. It's a place to come visit, you know, drink a few beers and socialize. So our, our mottos were uh, hyper-local, social, and anyone that's been down in the brewery knows that uh, you know, we're pretty small. Uh, it's a very intimate little uh, atmosphere, kind of industrial, and people just really seem to like it. Yeah, you mentioned the small and the social, and I know what those mean, but what does is, what is hyper-local mean? I hadn't heard that phrase before. Hyper-local means that we're brewing beers that our local customers enjoy. Mm. Most of them have their favorites. I mean, right now, we just put additional taps on, so now we're up to, uh, we were at 14, we're now at 18. Wow. Uh, so we've got just a wide variety of beers available, and everybody's got their favorite. That's pretty impressive for only being open for a year or so. I guess that speaks to all the research and the, the homebrewing that you did beforehand. Yeah, we've come armed with a, you know, a, a big portfolio of recipes. Our head brewer, Craig Smith, has experienced in a lot of different styles. So we're really able to, uh, to brew a variety of beers and uh, have something on tap for everybody. You guys were the first brewery to open up in Norcross, right downtown, as you mentioned, and you celebrated your first anniversary just last month. What's it been like opening a new brewery during a pandemic, which I'm sure you weren't anticipating, and, <laughs> and how are you handling it now, now that things are sort of starting to, to be on the downswing? Yeah, well, I have to admit that we didn't have a, you know, a pandemic scenario in our original mm-hmm. business plan, so, so we've had to adapt pretty quickly. The first thing we did was when we opened up, we didn't have a traditional opening. We just kind of threw open our doors. We didn't make any announcements or anything and set up a little uh, portable bar where we serve beers and plastic cups to go. And uh, we kind of got that process down. And then as we were allowed to have people in the in the tap room, which, which was very limited at first, and we, we allowed people to start coming in and we were restricted for a long time. So we had to do something to... Uh, you know, to draw some people in and to let them know that it was safe in there. So we went through all kinds of measures to clean and to distance the tables and things like that. I'm sure that the same thing a lot of other breweries were doing. Well, you guys opened up in, in May, which was right in the thick of, of pandemic fever, I guess, for lack of a better name. And did was there ever a moment when you thought about 
holding off on opening or was it just sort of like, you know, we might as well just do this thing? Uh, no, we didn't think about holding off at all. We just had to come up with a strategy for getting, uh, getting beer to the customers because they weren't allowed in the building. So we accomplished that. And then as we, you know, the uh, gradual opening, gradual, I guess, called it gradually opening up the tap room, gradually opening up the economy again. Mm-hmm. We just kind of uh, had to adapt with what we were allowed to do. You guys, speaking of the, the pandemic and everything, you guys feature something called social distancing Sunday specials, which are things that you serve only on Sundays. Tell us about those and, and how that got started. Was that inspired by everything that was going on? Yeah, the name was. But, mm-hmm. uh, so our tapper manager is also a chef. So uh, somewhere along the line, we came up with the idea of beer cocktails, like the beer mosa mm-hmm. and uh, you know Bloody Marys and things like that, all made with beer. So we've got a variety of uh, beer cocktails available only on Sunday, just because that seems to be uh, the popular day that uh, people want to order them. Well, it's kind of like that that brunch day, right? And those are brunch drinks, so that makes sense. Yeah, and then we usually have a food vendor on site as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how the social distancing Sundays came to be. And that, it sounds like we'll probably keep that name because people seem to like it. Yeah, well, and who knows how long it'll be before you know we're not even mentioning the, that phrase social distancing anymore. So it makes sense. Well, I wouldn't mind if that. Uh, I never heard that again. Right. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, recently released your first beers in cans. Do you plan to do more of those, and and will they also soon be uh, possibly available in stores as well? Yeah, we will. So uh, what we're seeing right now is with uh, things opening back up that uh, we're really selling through a lot of beer in the tap room. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of gauge that and see what happens throughout the summer. We'll probably do some more can releases here in the not too distant future. And then going into the fall, we predict you know, a little bit of slowdown with foot traffic and then we'll go back to putting out more cans. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, that's that's beer time of year, right? Summer for sure. Absolutely. Do you guys have any new brews in the works for uh, for the upcoming summer or fall? We do. We just uh, we just released our uh, Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good beer. Um, it's my favorite. Your, your classic, classic summer wheat beer. And we just uh, put in the kegs. We just have a uh, Belgian wit made with coriander and orange peel. Mm. So that'll be released probably in the next week or so. Uh, those are our great summer beers. We also have a range of Berliners, fruited Berliners. And uh, we only make a little bit at a time, so the flavors are constantly changing. Nice. So even if you've had, if, if you've been to the brewery and you've tried something once, it's worth it to come back and try it again because it might have changed a little bit. Kind of like a new beer almost. Yeah, chances are pretty good that if you go, say you visited us a few weeks ago and you come back, the tap wall lineup is going to be a little different. And that's, uh, that's the way we want it. I, I really appreciate the diversity of your, your beer menu there. You have so many different styles. A lot of places, you know, they seem to just sort of favor heavily the IPAs. And I like that you guys try to get in a, a lot of different styles, especially be, being that you're a new brewery in a town that didn't have one before. It's kind of nice, sort of an, a nice introduction for people. It's also very uh, interesting to see what people will order and what, mm. the, what beers they like, uh, especially people that aren't used to going to a craft brewery. Right. And uh, they'll try something that they've never heard of before, and you know, overwhelming response is positive. Great. So tell everyone where you're located exactly and what your hours of operation are right now. We're located at 20 Skin Alley in downtown Norcross. That's right behind the main street. We're in the alley. You can't miss the big blue building with the foxes on it. Right. And we're open uh, Wednesday through Friday, 4 to 10. Mm-hmm. Sat- Saturday 
till 12 to 10, and then Sunday, 1230 to 8. And then finally, how can people stay in touch with you on social media to keep up with what's going on? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or just go to our website, socialfoxbrewing.com. Wonderful. Scott, thank you so much for being on First Draft. Hi, Jill. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. You've been listening to Scott Norwood of Social Fox Brewing on First Draft on CL Radio. Get in touch with us on Twitter at CL underscore Atlanta or email me at jill at creativeloafing.com. You've been listening to First Draft on CL Radio.